Staying with your child at bedtime teaches your child to depend on your presence in order to fall asleep. And sometimes you might provide even more than just your presence. You might be offering many additional comforting behaviors, such as holding your child's hand, singing a certain song over and over, or rubbing your child's back for long periods. Since these behaviors help your child fall asleep and eventually become necessary each and every night, they are sometimes called sleep crutches or sleep props or even the unwieldy negative sleep onset associations. No matter what these are called, they all refer to the fact that your child has not yet learned to fall asleep independently. For example, your child may have learned to fall asleep easily while you read a book aloud. Or perhaps your child can fall asleep quickly if allowed to twirl a strand of your hair or hold your hand. Your child may have learned to fall asleep only on the living room couch while you and your spouse watch a show. Or your preschool child may have learned to fall asleep only while drinking milk from a cup or bottle you frequently refill for her. Children who have become used to this type of comforting often have a difficult time falling asleep at bedtime. This is because sometimes you might try to leave before your child is fully asleep and your child must stay on guard to make sure you remain nearby. Because you might try to leave before your child is deeply asleep, he or she might also ask to do things that involve a physical connection with you so that it is much more difficult for you to slip away too soon, like asking to hold your hand. Sometimes I call these anchoring behaviors because they anchor you to your child. This type of comforting at bedtime is also problematic because children wake up several times during the night, usually at the end of a sleep cycle. Since your child has become used to falling asleep only with your help, your child will have a problem getting back to sleep whenever he or she awakens, whether this happens the first time you try to slip out or later during the night. When your child awakens and you are no longer available, your child doesn't have what he needs to fall back to sleep. If you're no longer nearby to provide the back rub or the hand-holding he requires, your child will call out or come to find you. He must try to recreate the exact same conditions that were present at bedtime. Your child cannot fall asleep independently without these things, and only you can provide them. This problem results in extended bedtime routines as well as frequent and long night awakenings. This situation also leads to exhausted parents and frustrated children. Adults have preferred ways of falling asleep too, of course. You probably like a certain type of pillow or want to sleep on a certain side of the bed. If you woke up at night and your pillow was gone or you found yourself in a different place, you might also have difficulty returning to sleep. If your child awakens and you are gone, he or she will have the same kind of difficulty returning to sleep too. If your child fears that you will leave before he or she is asleep, your child will try to remain alert and watchful, just as you would if you feared that someone might take your pillow just as you were trying to fall asleep. However, this type of parental comforting can be gradually replaced with behaviors that allow your child to self-soothe and with security objects that can always be present for your child. If you woke up and found that your pillow was gone, but you could easily reach over and find it again, you would retrieve it quickly and fall right back to sleep. If your child wakes and finds that he or she has everything necessary to self-comfort, 
your child will soon be able to fall back to sleep quickly and independently too after some coaching and practice.